welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Davies. In this episode, we're speaking about Freemasonry and how Freemasons support charities around the UK. And filling us in on this is our guest, Les Hutchinson, who is the Chief Operating Officer of the Masonic Charitable Foundation, the MCF, who provides the funding from Freemasons to charities. Not entirely, but a large part of it. So uh, it's very interesting talking to a funder of charities, especially given the current climate where fundraising is becoming harder. There are lots of articles to support that conclusion. And also where, you know, understanding the point of view of a funder, what they're looking for. And uh, we've done that a little bit in other episodes, but this is a very good one, talking to uh, a funder directly. And so hopefully you'll find this interesting, whether you work for a charity or whether you're just a... uh, just a member of the public who's interested in, in charities. I don't know if you know much about Freemasonry. I didn't know that much until recently. My grandfather was a Freemason, although I didn't know him that well. Although I do remember him to be uh, always giving of his community and supporting people. And I think this is key fundamentals to Freemasonry, which is very good. And um, yes, it was, it was a very interesting interview with Les. And without further ado, I will pass on to the interview that we recorded a few weeks ago. Here we go. I'm Samuel Bovis from Charity Chat. I'm delighted to welcome Les Hutchinson, Chief Operating Officer of the Masonic Charitable Foundation. Les, thank you very much for talking to me today. It's a pleasure. So, um, who are Freemasons? Well, Freemasonry is one of the world's oldest and largest non-religious, non-political, fraternal and charitable organisations. Essentially, it's about making good men better. Right. Um, It tries to instil in its members a moral and ethical approach to life. Um, Its values are based on integrity, kindness, honesty and fairness. We're currently running at about 200,000 Freemasons uh, in 7,000 lodges across England and Wales. Mm -hmm. And there's more than 6 million Freemasons worldwide. Organised Freemasonry began in England. uh, And last year we celebrated our 300th anniversary since the formation of the first Grand Lodge, uh, which was the first Grand Lodge in the world. Wow. Wow. And we're, we're sat today recording this interview in this... We are. We are in the, the basement of Freemasons Hall, which yeah. is the headquarters of English Freemasonry. We say English Freemasonry, it's England and Wales. Um, right. there, there are Grand Lodges of Scotland and Ireland, which are very similar, but, mm-hmm. but run com- completely separately. And how do uh, Freemasons support charities? One of the core principles of Freemasonry is is charity, Mm. and it's been a core part of our activities since we began life 300 years ago. Centrally organised charity has been, uh, the first Masonic charity was founded in 1788, Right. um, so almost 300 years, Um, and for many years we 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 ran four separate Masonic charities, each dealing with different parts of need within the Masonic family and and the wider community, for example help in old age, Mm. help for children, help for the sick and so on. Back in 2016, after much consideration, uh, those four charities were brought together as one to form the Masonic Charitable Foundation, and now a sizable, one one of the largest charities, grant-making charities in the country. The MCF is now providing around five and a half million pounds a year to a wide variety of charities, 
Wow. And in the tercentenary year, last year, uh, we gave an extra three million pounds to 300 charities to help celebrate the, the, anniversary, the 300 anniversary of the formation of the first Grand Lodge. And I think it's fair to say to put the MCF on the map because we were still quite new. Sure. We wanted to get the new brand, new brand out there. One of the interesting things about the tercentenary grants, it was that for the first time ever, we, uh, we invited the general public to be involved in deciding which charities and how much they received. So we had a public vote. Right. Uh, we received something like 200,000, in the region of 200,000 um, votes. Uh, interestingly, and this, was the, this vote was open to Freemasons and non-Freemasons. Yeah. Interestingly to me, 87% of those that voted were non-Freemasons. Really? So something about our communications around that whole thing worked. Yeah. Lots of those non-Freemasons were uh, followed up with in- inquiries about Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. What's it all about? How do I join? Yeah. You know, what does it do for charity? Lots of charities came came to us, obviously. Um, and of course, the 300 charities that received grants were immensely grateful. Yeah. And now we've formed relationships with those. So, so it was a very, a very worthwhile exercise. I think... Um, our core work is to help disadvantaged and vulnerable people to improve yeah. their quality of life. Most of the grant giving is channeled through the MCF, but I have to say that there's also an awful lot of charitable work which takes place out in the provinces, which mm. is a Masonic term. Freemasonry is broken up into provinces which broadly equate to counties. Right. So you have a, a, a provincial Grand Lodge of Suffolk, a provincial Grand Lodge of West Lancashire and so on. Yeah. And those provinces... Um, do an awful lot of fundraising and support a lot of local causes, mm. um, as indeed to individual lodges that are based within those provinces, yeah. and of course individual Freemasons who are members of the. So, free, because it's a core value of Freemasonry, I think you find charitable activities going on throughout all different tiers. Mm. But centralised giving, both nationally and locally, it tends to be given from the MCF. And as I say, we're giving about on a normal year about five and a half million, and that's not including what we give to support Masonic. Uh, families who right. are in distress. Okay. This is purely to non-Masonic causes. So it's these these are charities that, that are applying to you independent of any connection with Freemasonry? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. That's yeah. incredible. So the 200,000 members that you have, from the sounds of it, are doing a, a whole load of different charitable uh, activities all the time, working in their provinces and their lodges and and also, you know, supporting MCF as well. They are, and and it's and it's and it's largely about how much they can donate, but it's not mm. just about that because many of these Freemasons will do they are very active in the communities, doing yeah. charitable work, giving their time. Sure, it's not just sure. about what what they can afford to give. Um, that, uh, with two hundred thousand members, there's a vast array, uh, array of skills, many of which can be very helpful to small charities. <laughs> In terms of uh, Freemasonry uh, being funded by Freemasons, is that is that solely the case? Do you get any funding from government or any other uh, organisations? Every penny that we receive comes from Freemasons, their families and their friends. We have no public fundraising campaigns. Right. Um, we're very lucky because I mentioned earlier we have the festival system where individual Masonic provinces will support us, lodges support us, and often, and often Freemasons just consider us to be the chariot up. To be their charity of choice, mm. um, but but no, we don't. We have no government funding, no statutory bodies. Uh, uh, it's, it's purely down to the generosity of our of our stakeholders. And we've we've already mentioned impact reporting and the work that you do when you're uh, looking at who you give donations to but in terms of obviously there, there's a kind of a partnership I suppose that you build with the charities that you support. I think that's an important point uh, in recent years um, we have been 
far more focused on impact and ensuring that we get value for money for every grant that we've given. Mm. Uh, sometimes a bigger impact can be achieved by uh, working in partnership with other charities who might, for example, be leaders in their field. Right. Um, recent examples uh, that I can recall would be Age UK. Mm. Uh, Hospice UK is a, is a big major partnership which we've just embarked upon in the last few months. And we've had a long-standing relationship with the Royal College of Surgeons. Um, and I think, I think this is an area where we're going to continue expanding. Mm. We, we might be able to provide the financial resources, but we call upon other charities to work in partnership with who can provide the expertise and together, we can have, we can ensure we have a bigger impact. One thing about being a Freemason is that um, part of your subscription, an element, is is, is, is towards charity every year. So right. uh, whether or not you're able to give additional amounts, which would obviously be gift aid and all the rest of it, um, you are giving a fixed amount to charity, whether you like it or not. When, you, when you're giving donations out, presumably you're, you're seeing the impact of those donations and so the people that are making the donations are seeing the, the good that they're doing. They are. What we try to do is we, we invite, first of all, ensure that the, the, that the project that they have in mind or, the, or even just the charity mm. meets with our eligibility criteria because we do have fairly fixed uh, areas that we, that we can support. Sure. Um, there's even a, uh, there's an, uh, an online eligibility checker, which we, small charities can work their way through, making sure they answer all the questions appropriately. Mm -hmm. uh, if, they, if they succeed and uh, tick all the boxes, then they'll be invited to complete an application. The last thing we want to do is to um, have small charities, which maybe you know, only have one or two people running them, spending mm -hmm. hours and hours filling out application forms to find out that they're not eligible and so yeah. on. We basically run two grant streams, a small grant stream and a large grant stream. They both operate in a similar way in terms of making an application. We would always try and involve the Masonic province. So if, if, it, if a charity applies, we go through our normal due diligence, which would involve you know, seeing their accounts for the last two years, sure. checking on the... Uh, we, we look very carefully at the impact that the project's going to have to make sure mm -hmm. that um, uh, it's good value for many, really, as far as we're concerned. And I have to say that since the MCF was formed, we've seen a 400% increase in the number of applications for, for our grants. Wow. So it is quite competitive. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, we have to be quite sort of um, uh, ruthless in the way mm. that we assess it. It's mm. all done very scientifically. Each application is scored. Um, but, the, but the successful charities will, will be notified. We'll also notify the local Masonic province where the charity is based mm -hmm. and we'd expect the charity and the province to work together to uh, promote the fact that Freemasonry is supporting that charity in the area sure. to promote the MCF yeah. uh, and then also we'd hopefully um, foster a relationship between the province and the charity mm -hmm. uh, which, will, which will last you know, a number of years. Part of the criteria, uh, it's almost like a contract if you like, mm -hmm. for us giving a grant is that they will participate, they will um, work with the province to maximise publicity. Brilliant. It should yeah. be a win-win for everybody. It should be a win-win for the charity because mm. they'll be getting uh, some coverage, some local media coverage or whatever it might be for, yeah. for their charity. It will hopefully um, promote Freemasonry in that area. Uh, and even though the grant's been given centrally by the MCF, because you've uh, made that connection with the local province and the charity, mm. there's every chance that the local province, if they like the charity, will follow up and do something themselves. So right. the charity would be it'd be in their best interests to make sure that they, they work collaboratively to maximise. Absolutely. And of course, we, and we do, we do very much, uh, it's not just, we, we don't just give the grant and then just walk away. We're looking for um, 
uh, impact reports from the charity, how the money was spent, what did it do, did it meet expectations, uh, and this um, and this is also part of the contract. This will come back to us after a year, two years. Um, any charity that receives a grant um, uh, can only reapply once every two years. So we, if, they, if they were to reapply, we'd be looking back at the impact report of the last grant given and how the collaborative PR effort worked. Yeah. And if there are any issues, it's something we'd want to iron out before the next grant was given. The MCF, just just the MCF, supporting yeah. about 400 charities. So when I say a 400% increase, that's 400 that we've managed to support having gone through the due diligence and, 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 rank, sure, and ranked sure. them all. And really aimed at helping vulnerable and disadvantaged people to improve their quality of life. The list is immense, but it's 400 as you can, uh, and that doesn't include the 300 that were given as part of the tercentenary right, celebration. Okay. But just some of the latest grants uh, that we've given included um, Shelter in Wales, Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust, the Buckinghamshire Carers Trust, uh, East Sussex Age UK, mm-hmm. Dog Aid in Shropshire, and the North Yorkshire Kids Charity. So you can see there's quite a, there's a, real quite a range there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In, in essence, they, the, the range of um, causes that we'll support will reflect the causes of the charities before we came together in 2016. Mm-hmm. So you'll find that there'll always be some that will be looking at so, social isolation, care for the elderly, some that will be looking at education and youth and uh, development um, and some that will be medical charities and and so on so there should be quite quite a mix there that's great i mean there's there's so many um so many articles out there at the moment you know charities struggling to raise funds i think uh, hopefully a lot of our listeners will find this really useful to know that they can go to your website and uh, and look at whether they may be eligible if they're not already uh, getting support from free most if you don't ask you don't know I, mean, yeah. I, I say that we we're very oversubscribed but if it's a good application it's definitely worth um, going to uh, the website www.mcf.org.uk click the charity grants tab yeah and then follow the instructions and go through the eligibility checker you'll know if you if if you've uh, if you've ticked all the boxes because you'll be you'll be offered the opportunity that, to then move forward and complete a a mini application form which will mm. then lead on to a full full blown application form uh, and we try and turn these uh, applications around as quickly as possible we have four major uh, intakes a year yeah so the longest you'd normally have to wait would be 3 months but often much much quicker than that so there we go listeners that was uh, Les Hutchinson Chief Operating Officer of the Masonic Charitable Foundation, speaking with me a few weeks ago about the work of Freemasonry and how it supports charities all around the UK and indeed the world. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode and uh, if you have any questions or if you have any comments, please do get in touch with us. Um, You can find all of our information at charitychat.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you. And um, it's just left for me to say thank you to our sponsors um, Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit. Magda Axmit for a beautiful website design, which you can all see, charitychat.org.uk. Forest of Fools for playing throughout the show and providing our soundtrack. And RR Yard Photography for pro bono website images. Thanks again for listening, listeners, and speak to you soon. Cheerio. Bye.